What's going on? Ah, I'm so excited. Me too, me too, me too. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I know. So, um, hey everybody, welcome to the Farmers Market uh, podcast. And it's Corinne and stuff, but today it's only Corinne, and we have a special guest. Um, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm so glad that he said he was gonna come over here because you know I just I love my friends. So <laughs> we have Kasim. Um, Slim Faith on Instagram, if you're not familiar, I need you to get familiar. The link will be in the description of this podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you can go over and, and be his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I have people come on, usually I will have them introduce themselves because you know what? Who is better to tell you than you? Right, 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 right. Well, as you said, my name Kasim. Um, not Kasim, not... <laughs> Kareem, not Kazam, any of that weird. Shit. Am I allowed to cuss? Can I cuss? You can. You can cuss. Okay. None of that. None of that. None of that weird shit. Um. Uh. And uh, my IG is uh, uh Slim underscore Fade. That's Slim underscore Fade. And uh, you know, best barber in Delaware currently. Um, I agree. You know, and if uh. <laughs> You got a problem with it? We can, we can, we can put the money up, and we can, we can cut. We can have a cutoff. Um, if you, uh, if 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 I trust you, you get my burner account. But you know, I ain't putting that out. If I, fuck, yeah, like, if I fucks with you, if I fucks with you, you get the burner account. That's where it go down. That you know what I mean. But let me tell you, I I'm, I'm a part of the trust if you. I will tell few. you about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. Um, so friend, you know, I brought you on because I love you for one, and I think that you're I love you too. I love you too. I love you too. Um, and I wanted people to get to know other things because on my podcast we usually talk about like mental health, all different types of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's called the farmers market because me and my best friend, we love farmers markets, we love thrifting and all this other stuff. But in the farmers market, there's a lot of different things, right? Right. Um, and in my experience. And a few of them I've been in there have been barbershops in there. Yes. Right? Yes. So I was like, you know what? My friend is a barber. That's, that's very true. Very true. So I was like, well, why would people want to understand or see what it's like to be a barber? I think that's important. Um, especially with the panoramic that happened. <laughs> right. People doing stuff they shouldn't be doing to their hair. Again, it's getting wicked out in these streets. It's, it, you know what? It really is. Um, so I guess what, what a couple questions I'm gonna ask you, right? I really want to know, like, how you got started in barbering and what made you choose that out of all the things you could have did. Um, honestly, I'm gonna say barbering chose me. Um, <laughs> and and I'm gonna tell you why. And it's gonna sound like the generic, you know, uh, hood story or you know, street tales, if you will. Um, let me full disclaimer, I am not a street nigga. I am not a gangster. I am not I am not none of those things. I'm a I'm a square from Delaware. I'm a regular Joe, you know what I mean? But um when I was like fifteen, well actually when I was like thirteen, when I was actually like thirteen, um we moved down to Del we moved down here to Delaware from Philadelphia, Southwest Philadelphia, and um we ain't have no uh, you know, barber or whatever. And um the prices at the time back then was probably like twenty dollars, fifteen, twenty dollars, or what have you. Right. And my mom, my mom got three sons: me, 
my middle brother Keon and my youngest brother Kamari. And, uh, you know, mother trying to do it, you know, not on her own because uh, their father, my stepdad, who raised me, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Rochester. That's my guy. Um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, they, they, they was a middle class working family. So, you know, certain things didn't always make the the budget. Ne- yeah, the budget, the necessity list. So, you know, haircuts was one of them things. So, you know, you do, you know what I mean? Uh, you do the math on, you know, $20 a haircut, that's $60 right there every two weeks. That's two, that's uh, $120 a month. That's a electric bill or, or water bill or what, cable, whatever, whatever it could have went to at that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, And not like my mom wanted us out here busted. So, you know, one day she was like, I'm going to cut some hair, you know, school of self-taught. And she, uh, she, she did us dirty. She fucked us up. <laughs> and she, she fucked all equal. She was an equal opportunist. Nobody's haircut looked better than the, than the next man. We all was fucked up. Dang, and mom. It, you know, she took us in the bathroom. She threw that towel over us, and she was like, "Boy, you better hold still." <laughs> and um, you know what I mean? I was transitioning into like. You know, eighth grade, high, and then like ninth grade, summer, eighth, eighth grade, summer, ninth, ninth grade, going into freshman year and stuff like that. So, you know, you can't be looking away when you, you know, you new to an area, you're new to a high school, you know what I'm you saying? Can't be rough. You can't be looking crazy because, you know, first impressions is real. So, you know, um, you know, new shorties, new, new, new homies, you know, everything like that. It can't be like, oh yeah, the the bull who got the crazy cut, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't really fuck with him or whatever, because <laughs> you know we're we're visual people. You see, you see me before you get to know me and know that I, you know, I got you know a couple little jokes and you know what I mean whatever whatever, but um, for real for real, I looked at after that haircut, I looked at my brothers, I called a family meeting between me and my two little brothers, <laughs> and I said, man, she ain't gonna never do this to us again. And, uh, you know, this was before YouTube University and right. Instagram, where you could just look at other people doing something and try to pick up little things here and there. I, I literally was just fucking their head up. But it wasn't as bad as my mom would fuck it up. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't. You know, I don't know which, I don't know what marker she was missing, but she was missing the mark somewhere. And, um, you know, back then it was all about the shape up. Niggas wasn't really getting phased and stuff like that. It was like all even dark with the waves, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I missed that. Waves. I missed that. I just want to throw that out there. I missed that. Yeah, wave, wave, that. yeah waves, waves was the thing. Or, uh, you know, AI was real big back then. You either had waves or breeds. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't all this curly on the top or two twist strands that got going on now. But I love the, I love the innovation. I love the creativity. Um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of chose me. So like, I was just cutting my little brother's hair and we stayed with a nice cut for the most part, you know what I mean? And, um, as I continue to make mistakes, I continue to learn, I continue to grow. And next thing you know, I'm cutting, uh, you know, a few homies of mine that I've, you know, uh, friends of mine that I had picked up along the way. Shout out to Doug, T.O., Lionel, Slim, Fonte, all them niggas that, you know what I mean? It was, it was a big group of niggas that it just turned into something you know next thing you know i'm cutting my younger little brother's hair uh friend's hair and it's just like that's just how the community just began to grow and i began i began to get better and then um you know but i never took it seriously um 
ever. I never really took it seriously until like I was like uh twenty twenty one, I wanna say, around that time. Um, you know, high school, senior year, uh people know what they wanna do. Oh, I'm going to school to be a right. pediatrician, I'm going to school to be a lawyer, I wanna I wanna do this, that and the third. Back then it wasn't a, a lot of different outlets where you can make, you know, substantial money that you could live off of without college being an option. You know, um, now you could become a podcaster, you become content creator, you could do anything really, really from your phone and make, you know, make it work, you know, if if you got some hustle about you. But back then it was really like concrete, like, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? And I was like, I just want the money. <laughs> like. That. I, 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 you know, I was, I was a hooper or whatever like that, um, played, played, um, on Christiana, uh, freshman team, made the, uh, uh, second string varsity my sophomore year, but what happened was my mom was like, listen, these kids can afford to get cars, you know what I'm saying? You 16, you about to get your license, you got to get this money to get this car. Right. So the hoop dream stopped right there. I got to get this money. So, you know what I mean? I was cutting hair and I was selling weed. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I was doing. So, like I said, I'm not a street nigga. I was just trying to get some money. It's all right. Um, it's all right. We don't all sold drugs at some point. Yeah. So you it's know, fine. we was we was just making it work. Um, you know, we had a lot of people fucking with us. And then um, I had got a little job at Ellesmere Skating Rink. I'm selling weed and working at Ellesmere. So haircutting took a back seat. Then um. You know, you can't work, you can't retire at Ellesmere, you know what I mean? No, you absolutely cannot. So, you know what I mean? And they shut it down. Shout out to Ellesmere Skating Rink, Mr. Richard, uh, Mr. Gary, DJ Brand. Um, what a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time, man. What a time. Uh, but, um, yeah, so then I was just like, you know, coming out, of, everybody knew what they was doing pretty much. and I And that's a regret that I had because I didn't really know that in college, your first two years, you're taking prerequisites. And you're yeah. not, you don't have a uh, a set, you know, destination yet. You people change their majors, you know, like night to day. So, um, or five I wish times. I would have, yeah, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known that. That would have been that have been very influential in my decision. But, um, you know, can't cry over spilled milk. So I was like, I'm not going to go to college and rack up a whole bunch of debt. I was like, I, I just want to get to the money. And um, so I was um cutting hair. I was cutting hair. And then um, I had got a job at this warehouse, and I did nothing at this job. And, uh, like, I only had, like, two or three jobs my whole life. But um, this job, I was doing nothing at this job. Like, and, But I had this older lady who was in the manager position who looked out for me. Her name Kyra Miller. Shout out to Kyra. And um, the, the, the facility was closing down and moving to another state. And they was like, look, you can either rock with us go over to this other state. It was somewhere in the Midwest. I think it was like Indianapolis. And they wow. was like, we will pay for your uh your travel. We'll set you up with a home and, you know, everything that you need to make this transition a possibility because they built a, like a big ass uh, warehouse and they needed people in the building and we already knew the job. And I was just like, you know, Kyra said she was going. She was like, are you going? At that time in my life, I was like, nah, my home base is here in Delaware. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm shaking and moving. I'm making money, still selling weed on the side. And I got a little job, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. 
And then um, she was like, well, you ain't going to be able to do, you ain't going to be able to sell weed all your life. And she was like, you ain't going to be able to Not her work telling here. you. Not her yeah. telling you the truth. Yeah. So, you know, she was like, go see my um, best friend and the godfather to her daughter. He owns a barber academy. It's called Hair Academy on 896. Um, shout out to JT. That's my guy, James oh. Tillman. He, um, she was like, go see him. So I went over there to see him or whatever, and um, he was like, uh, can you cut hair? This, that, that. I said, I'll do a little something, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever. He was like, all right, come in tomorrow, and let me see what you could do. Boom, I came in, I cut some random person that was in the waiting room, killed the cut. He was like, yeah, you need to come to school, get your license. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Boom, and I started school. Um you know what I mean? It was like 1,500 hours that you had to do. So I was working and going to barber school and making my payments and some, uh, making my payments to pay off the debt. Cause it's like, at the time it was like 6K and you yeah. could pay like 300 a month to, until your bill was paid. And then they release your hours to the state board and selling my little weed or whatever. And, um, everybody like every, it, traditionally when you go to school, um, you do the classroom setting and then you do the hands-on setting. I was directed to just do the hands-on section. He was like, man, you already know how to cut. That classroom shit ain't for you. He was like, fuck all that. He was like, I don't want you back there. So, like, basically, I was working two jobs. I would come into the school and just cut hair, like, I, like as if there was a regular shop. But because I was a student, I couldn't keep the money. I was basically only allowed to keep the tip. So, you know, I was, I was, I was like, all right, I got to figure out a way to finesse this. So I was telling niggas, like, you know what I mean? Look, just give me the tip, the price of the cut money. And, you know what I mean? I was ring, I was working the register a little differently. Oh, so, okay. I get it. I feel it. You know, so we was just, we just, we just hustling, just hustling. And then, um, JT wife, she, uh, she knew how to take the test cause she was a, a Cosmo teacher. And she was like, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know on the test, whatever, whatever. And uh, you're going to pass. I was like, all right, bet. Because I never did no book work. I never did no class work. Never, like, they they would have, like, homework and shit, like, little little assignments they had to do. I'm coming here. I'm coming in here to cut hair, bro. Like, y'all y'all go He's ahead. Like, I don't heard nothing about that. I don't, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> know nothing about that, bro. I don't know nothing about that. So, like, people ask me, like, other younger barbers ask me about my, you know, barber school experience. I was like... Like he'd be like, "What did you do when you had to turn in this assignment?" And I was like, "Bro, I ain't never had to. I ain't. I never cracked open my book, bro. I never cracked open my book, not once. Them worksheets and shit y'all be doing, that wasn't my life. It was. I don't know nothing about it. I don't, I don't know, know nothing about that, fam. So you know, you gotta ask the next. You gotta ask the next nigga. So, like I said, it's just like everything was just falling in a place where it was just choosing me. And he was like, you know, I see that you probably cut hair before, so. Next thing you know, um, what's the name? Uh, I got really good at it. I got really good at it. He was like, yo, you're going to be a great barber. He was like, the only thing is you're slow. It would take me like two hours because I'm a perfectionist. Like, I like shit to look good because it got my name on it. You right. know what I'm saying? So I would be like, what you mean? He was like, dog, it take you two hours to do a haircut. He was like, in two hours, I could do four haircuts. So you just got paid for one. I got paid for four. And I'm all about the money too, so I was like, "Ah, this nigga is this nigga is speaking the gospel right here." <laughs> so, 
Um, we was chilling in the shop one day. I never forget it. One of the dudes that had graduated, he came back and he was like, "Who in here trying to make some quick money? Quick money? What's up, my boy? You talking? You came to the right? You talking to came, me? Yeah, you came to the right guy. So, um, he came. He was like, only thing is down Aberdeen, Maryland, and for those who don't know the distance, uh, relation of Aberdeen to Delaware, it's about thirty to forty, uh, thirty about thirty to forty minutes down." into Maryland, right outside of Baltimore, you know what I mean? It's like two or three exits outside of Baltimore, Baltimore uh, County area. Um, and they had an army base down there. And um, the army base, you know, they're cutting hair and they're doing it quick. So he was like, JT was like, yo, you need to go do that to get your speed up. He was like, you can learn how to perfect it later, but you need to learn how to get your, quick. you know, get, yeah, your strokes, pause. Your strokes, <laughs> uh, your strokes up. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went down there, and um, them niggas was cutting like people in like eight minutes. Damn. And I was like, damn, y'all faster than JT because JT take about twenty minutes on a motherfucker, twenty five minutes. Time, where'd you go? You know, I'm you know, y'all getting it done in like you know eight. Again, they're um, they're they're not really focused on fine tuning the haircut. It's just we're trying to get these cats a fade that's in regulation, military regulation, so that they don't get in trouble by their superior. Right. So, um, but I met a young lady down there. Was well, she? She's she a young lady, but she was older than me. Um, she probably got me by like seven years, seven or no, maybe ten years, maybe ten years, maybe a little bit more. Her name Annetta Simon, and she taught me how to fade. So my fade that I have now is an identical replica of her fade. So I have everything to, I offer I, I I offer everything up to her. Like anybody asked me who taught me how to cut, it was Annetta Simon. She was like sharp beyond sharp, and um. I was just amazed by it, like, and, and she was quick, like, nine, ten minutes, and she was pearling niggas, and our white boys, black boys, Asian boys, it didn't, boys, matter. She was getting didn't it done. matter, she was getting it done, so Slim Fade is a child of Annette Simon, man, she, 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 Big Netter, that's why I call her Big Netter, you know what I mean, she get it done, um, and uh, I was like, I, I literally had to humble myself, and was like, yo, how are you this good, this quick, and she was like, and she she broke it down to me. She told me what I needed to get, what type of clipper I needed to get, what guards I needed to get, and how I needed to fade. And um, I just took it from there. I add my own little spice to it. But she she um she put me she put me on game. And then uh, Mr. Frank, he taught me how to cut white people hair because a lot of uh black barbers. They they shy away from the scissors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and sheer work when it comes to white men's hair. Um, and I, like I said, I'm about the money. I need all the money. So you know, we ain't gonna play with it. We ain't gonna play with it. So Mr. Mr. Frank came to me, and he was like, "You you ready to you ready to learn how to you know cut these white folk?" And I was like, "Hey man, they they money green. Let's do it." <laughs> And, uh, you know, he busted down to me and it's a lot simpler than what you would think, you know, like in our, and sometimes we get in our own minds, like, oh, they want this, that, and the third, when really 
it's it's actually simpler to cut their hair versus cutting uh, a cultural or urban people hair, right. whatever you want to call it. Um, so you know, I was like, damn, this is this is easy. I'd rather, you know, they gonna hate me for this, but I'd rather cut a bunch of white people. You know what I mean? Than cut you the it's the money. Yeah, and they, and they tip it very, very well. <laughs> very well. Listen, because they 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 not used to this. They not used to this type of fade. You know, Chopper Charlie can't can't fade them like Slim Absolutely Fade. Absolutely not. So, you know what I mean? But uh, you know what I mean? Um, that's how that happened. And I was down Maryland. I was going back and forth from Delaware to Maryland for about uh for about maybe nine years, and I was doing that, and that was cool, and. It was just all about speed. The more you cut, the more you made. So I was making back then, 2009, 2010, you know, I was making good money. You know what I mean? I stayed there for a good long time until my man came to me um, that I went to barber school with. And he was like, yo, there's this new area called Middletown. It's not really new, but they're starting to build up. And they don't have um, a lot of barbershops there, let alone black barbershops. And I had a girl that I used to fuck with back in high school um, that lived down Middletown. And uh, I remember Middletown being cornfield. It was nothing. Then. It was nothing. So I'm like, Middletown? I'm like, hell no, nah, dog. I ain't trying to go into fucking sticks. I'm getting this paper. I'm cutting these uh, military folk. I make my little moves. I bust my little traps. I sell my little weed. I'm cool, bro. I'm living you my best life. I'm living my best Hey, He was like, dog. He was like, because, um, you know what I mean, um, on the military base, you know, because it's military, they get a military discount. So the outside off the military base, the haircut price is different. Right. So he was like, you need to be getting everything that you're worth. And I was like, okay, you're talking money. Well, let's let's see what it's about. I went down there. Um, I went down and, uh, you know, interviewed for the position. I did a... a um ball fade and that a ball fade is usually the standard uh demo cut because it's one of the most difficult cuts to do because um you know it has to be blended properly and a lot of people can't blend that ball line into the gradualness of coming into hair um but um i'm 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 slim fade so Right. I was like, you know, let's let's get it. I did a ball fade. The owner was like, I've never seen a fade like this before. He was like, when can you start? I told him when I could start. But mind you, I hadn't had my license yet. Um, I had done the hours. The hours was done at school, shit like that, whatever, whatever. And uh, my um, I had finally paid off my balance. I'm good. It's just I hadn't took the test. Um, and then uh, I remember. He was like, well, when are you going to get your license? I was like, I'm going to get it soon to stand at third. I was kind of like ducking it, whatever, whatever. Um, because if you are caught cutting without a license, fines, by, it, it, yeah, you get fees and, and fines. And, uh, you know, you can either you can also possibly get your license suspended if you're constantly found in delinquency. So um, I, I had to get I had to get a handle on that. And uh, my OG at the time, uh, Fahim the Barber out of South Philly, he was like, um, you got to get your license, man. He was like, I would love to drop a lot of jewels on you about this game. But, uh, you know what I mean, you got to you gotta get your license. So um, I got my license. I took the test. Um, crazy thing is my man who owned the barber school, JT, 
he didn't have a license. I'm like, how you on a barber school and you ain't got a license? So we took our <laughs> test together and passed it, which is crazy. Um, so boom, we took the test, we got our L's, and it was just up from there. And then like uh my actual Instagram had just started. Uh Instagram had just started um 2015, 2012, 2015, around that area. Right. Circa 2012, 2013. And um my IG name was Marty McFly215. I know, I know, I know. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you, friend. I'm not, hey, I'm not gonna hey, man. I'm not I judge myself. I judge myself. I was I was wilding. I was out of pocket. And um but nobody knew like uh, back then, you know, people used to say Instagram was uh for niggas who can't read. It's Facebook for niggas who can't read. You know what? So you know what I mean it was just it was just pictures. It wasn't all the shit that it yeah, is now. It's definitely not what it was now. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was no stories. There was no... You couldn't add music to nothing. It was just straight pictures. And you grow your base, and hopefully they'll see the picture and like it because things was in chronological order on your timeline. It wasn't like you see shit from four days ago. You could used and, to scroll all the way down. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Good Please. times, good times. Bring back the old grand. Please. So, um, you know, I was like, um, I wasn't on Facebook too tough anymore because, uh, you know, I, I used to have some some controversial, controversial statuses. And, you know, my grandmother would follow my grandmother is my friend on Facebook. Oh, my God. And she was like, Kasim, I didn't raise you to talk like this. And I was like, you know what? I got to get about it. We're here. good. We're good. Won't yeah. Be that no more. <laughs> yeah. So um, that 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 pushed me to the gram. And I didn't know what I had in my hands at the time. Um, because the gram was an infant, you know, um, but I just kept putting my haircuts on there, kept, uh, trying to grow my following and the kids, the kids like that were in high school at that time in that area, they, they were on Instagram. Like that was a thing, like how kids are on TikTok now, they were on Instagram and they'd be like, yo, follow my barber, follow my barber, you know, so I'm getting all these of requests from kids I've never met. I, I don't know these kids, you know. Now, back in the day, you had to, like, really put your feet on the pavement and pass out flyers, pass out business cards. You had to, to get grow. busy. You had to get busy. <laughs> and I did all that. Um, I did all that. I never forget me and my brothers, both of my brothers, Um, I had I had, I had a photo shoot inside the shop. I cut some a uh, few people few of my clients that I had at the time, I had a, I shot a photo shoot. The bull made me those party flyers that niggas put on your car or on your windshield yeah. at the end of the club. Oh, that was the best part of your life. Best times, man. Listen, I'm dating myself right now, but <laughs> walk with me, y'all. Walk with me. So um, I had him come in the shop. We did the little photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. He made he made me up a flyer. Um, and uh, boom. I just flooded the Middletown streets with it. It had it had a uh, it had a five dollar coupon on it, but only if you brought back the flyer to me. That was like that was the only way you could redeem the five dollar coupon. So I didn't have to go back to Bull and get more flyers made up. I just keep recycling the flyers. I See? love you. You know this is why I love him. You gotta you gotta you gotta get the money and you gotta keep the money. You gotta learn how to keep the money. Don't spend the money. So love him. You know what I mean. People was coming, you know, I never met, I'm not, I don't know this area. I never grew up in this area. Like I said, I used to date a chick back in this area, like way back before I really hit the area. So, but 
this this I'm an alien. This is this is foreign to me. Nobody knows me. And there's people here that they're already fucking with because they've been here. Like uh shout out to Rick the Barber. He was he went to high school there, so he knew all the kids. He went and I never forget I was passing out business cards at Walmart. They got a big super center down there, Walmart. And I was in the check cashing line and this bull, he ain't have a cut. And um, he was a uh, not check cash line. I was in a regular uh, cash out line. And um, this bull, he didn't have a cut. It wasn't that his cut looked bad. He just needed a cut. So I was like, "Hey, my man, I don't know if you got a barber, but here go my uh, here go my um business card. You know, doing it the old fashioned way." Um, and this gentleman, I left. I paid for my shit and I left. And then I'm walking out of the parking lot. This nigga came outside and was like. Fuck out of here, boy. My uh barber reek the barber, dickhead, loud as shit. What? I swear to God, I'll never forget it. I never forget it. And I and then I was like, and like I said, I was new to the air. I was like, who the fuck is Reek the Barber? So I had to do my research, found out who he was, saw his cuts on the gram, you know. Like I said, the gram was an infant stage, so I you had to really like search for a motherfucker, you know, and it, was, it wasn't it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really no hashtags like Delaware Barber hashtags and you can find some shit. You really had to do like some uh private investigation. So um, you know, fast forward, I had to beat out that type of competition. There was a lot of people, you know, not a lot of people, but you know, there was uh people who already had the foundation. So that didn't deter me. I, I studied passing out my flyers. Me and my brother, we would go down there after I get off of work. It'd be 9, 10 o'clock at night. We running through developments, just putting it on people's cars. And people would bring them back. So, you know what I mean? It was working. But then the gram took off. The gram took yeah, off. It gave what it needed to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it finally hit a stride. And I probably haven't passed out a business card in, in probably about eight plus years. And that's that's grace be to God first and foremost. That's less expense for you. Okay? Yeah, it's less expense for me. And you know, my name just rings bells in that in that area, in that pocket, in that area. So you know, um, I was able to build up my clientele, and and I had a thing where I was like, I would never turn down anybody when when I'm building. And this is what I tell younger barbers, and I got that from JT because JT would never turn down anybody that wanted to come to the academy. He was like, even if they didn't have room, and he pulled me aside. He, I was like, Jay, I was like, you don't even have, like, room to sit these niggas in the, in the class, bro. I was like, I don't have no problem with it because I'm not in the class. I don't give a fuck. But I'm saying, I'm saying, like, you don't have no room for these. Like, you, you're, you're at capacity, you just, bro. Yeah. He was, he was like, listen, man, I treat this shit like a street. He was like, at some point, they're going to stop coming here to get their hours. He was like, but while they here, he's like, I'm taking on any and everybody because I just look at them as another 300 coming in per per uh per month. He was like, I don't care because when it go dry, he was like, I didn't been through the dry month. He was like, but when it's up, we gotta get it. And I was like, so I did the same thing with clients. Like I didn't care what I was like, hey, big, small, fat, tall, white, Asian, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. fuck, kids, all that. I was cutting a- anything moving. You got money? Come on. We're going to get up? you in. What's up? I'm booked up. Hey, listen, I'm going to squeeze you in somehow. I was really on my job. You know what I mean? I was really going crazy, but I was burning myself out. I didn't know that. But um, I was, I was, you know, like I said, barbering just chose me. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm there. 
And then uh, some things happened between me and the owner, and then I had to move to the current location that I'm at. Shout out to headquarters barbershop. Those are my guys over there. Shout out to Dev and Val. They took me in and really um, embraced me and, and showed me a different side of barbering where it's like a brotherhood versus you just working at a barbershop as an employee. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, I'm forever thankful for those guys over there at headquarters. Um, but every step of the way, it was like barbering was like, come on, man, stop fighting us, man. You, you know you want to be a barber. But <laughs> if you'd have told me, like, 15-, 16-year-old Kasim, like, yo, you're going to be a barber, like, I'd have been like, boy, are you smoking dope? <laughs> Not dope. <laughs> like, you on dope. Like, who, who is Bull? Like, who brought him? But, um, yeah, so... Barbering chose me, and I was just rolling with the punches because I always because I didn't necessarily have the mindset of oh I'm gonna be a pediatrician or I'm gonna be a pharmacist I'm gonna be a right. a, 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 a engineer or something like that. I was like this this at the at that time I was treating it like the streets, and I was like I can make this money as long as I keep hustling and keep flipping these cuts, and I don't have no boss. I don't have no like. I don't have nobody like. Oh, Kasim, you came two minutes late off your lunch break. What are we gonna do about that? Yeah, so you know, ain't none of that when you work for yourself. You know what I mean? Ain't no oh, we got mandatory overtime. None of that. You know? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not an essential worker. Hey, I'm listen, one 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 star would not recommend. Very ghetto. <laughs> Very ghetto. So, um, you know, I, I, it, it, it was very reminiscent of the streets and like, you could just get this money and it's all about how much you apply yourself. And I'm not in the street. I, I can, I, I can, I can make more money and I don't have to worry about the other things that come along with, you know, yeah. that, that side of life. So I was just, I was rocking out and, you know, people in that area for whatever reason, and I'm forever grateful to all the Middletown people that ever sat in my chair or told somebody about me because they really grew my business. I, I, I don't know what happened, but around from 2015 to like 2018, 2019, nothing moved like, bar, nothing moved far as barbering. You know what I mean? In Middletown without like my go ahead. Like I was really <laughs> I was really and it's not no like this to no other he barber. Said I, was, I was really that guy. I was just really him. I I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. You know? I love it. I, I was I was really getting it. And then um, you know what I mean? It got to the point where I was giving clients away. Like I was like, Hey, go check my man out. He he tough, you know what I mean? Just and third because I just it was overwhelming. You ain't and had no time, no space. I had no time. And then you start to get into a work-life balance, you yeah. know, as you get older. And it's like, hey, we not, we, we not, you know, as young as we was no more. So, you know, you missing out on, you know, summers, you know, beach vacations, you know, trips, stuff like that, family events, you know, because you like, I got to get this paper. I'm in the shop 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. Wow, you know I, mean? I I remember watching that. That was too much for him. It was, it, it, it was, was a lot, much. and you doing you doing this seven days a week. Your Who body fight? is like, bro, the fuck. So you know, um, but I was just I was just all about the paper. I was just all about the paper, and um, you know. But uh, as I learned my value and uh, I learned you know my worth later on, I learned how to get that balance by hey, we might have to go up on prices. And we and to circumvent me staying here till 
12 midnight. Let's let's try to get out of here at 7 so that wow. you can have, you know, a better day. You know what I mean? You can get some sleep and it doesn't feel like you want a slave shift. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed what? to say that I bought I bought a house off hair. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of barbers can't say that. You know, oh. they they got to they got to marry. They got to marry a, a, a nurse or something. And her name is all on the bill. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do your thing, Wardy. Live your life, shorty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but for Kasim, not, for not me. Say, not me. Hey, bro, she, she ain't gonna never be able to tell me, well, you can pack your shit up and go. Nah, this is my name on this John right here. So, you know. <laughs> you said um, we doing that. Nah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like hey, that. You said last week. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. So, you know, um, I've been fortunate. I've been uh, very blessed. You know what I'm saying? I know all this comes from God himself. So, you know what I mean? I just, you know, it just, it's nothing that I pressed for. It's nothing that I steered towards. It was like, this is what we doing. We're going to run with it until it can't be ran no more. And it just, ha- it just so happened to pan out and be extremely fruitful. Um, but like I said, 15, 16 year old Kasim, that wasn't even my mindset. I was like, I'm going to get some money. I just don't I know. Just don't I, know just didn't, I just don't know how. And right now, this weed, is, I think it was like lemon drops or some shit I had in stock. Come on, you know we had mean? the gas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that shit was moving, and them, them white bulls out in Newark was fucking with it, so, Woo! you know. Let me tell you, I know a lot of people had a lot of money back in the day. Yeah, okay. so, you know, it was it was, it was was cool, but I knew it wasn't, you know, sustainable. So, you know, like I said, it just, like, God just kept putting me in these different spaces. Like, I picked up the little job where I met Kyra. Kyra Kyra's folks was the the bull at the hair academy. I needed the hours to be a licensed barber. It just like the story just built itself. Yeah, you know. I really I enjoy like listening to people's. Um, I enjoy listening to people's origin stories just because it really tells you a lot about them. Right. Um, and it's important to know who people are. And I think with the internet, like you said, a lot of people don't be knowing people. Um, and it's only what they see. But yeah. it's nice to have a space where you can actually say, This is this is what it took to get to the slip fade. Like it ain't it wasn't, it wasn't overnight. It was. <laughs> I know I know in twenty twenty two I make it look easy and you know, everything is glitz and glamour and it's like, listen, Lighting. Yeah, the lighting, the filter is right. You know, none of my cuts is filter. I can't say the same for all you, all you barbers. But we ain't here to talk Nessie. about that. We ain't here to talk about that. That's on the personal page, and <laughs> y'all don't know the name for that. So, you know what I mean, but you know, in 2012, bro, it was hard. Like you cut, you busting your ass for you know, ten, fifteen dollar haircut, twenty dollar haircut. And you know, black people picky, so and let me tell you, y'all don't tip whether it's in Middletown or whether it's in Wilmington. It don't matter. Black it don't matter. Tip. Please tip. I'm gonna just take a side note here. Black people just tip. Just tip. Tip, tip it can people. get you so far. Like I got I got a client, I got a client, he's always tipped. And yes, I know what y'all gonna say. Tipping is is my is my uh you know what I mean, is my choice. Very true, very true indeed. It is, but still, but still, just tip. But at the same stroke of the tongue, when you need a favor, that's my choice. You know, what okay, I'm saying? come on, because that's where that go. That's how exactly. I love tipping culture. Exactly, I'm a if I can because I need, I might need a favor. You might need a favor, like you know, what I'm saying, like I had a gentleman, 
he tip all the time. Then he forgot the book. His son needed a cut for a uh, prom. I'm going to look out for the cookout. Right. Same stroke of the tongue. Motherfucker who don't tip and complain about the price and he picky about his haircut. He need he need a he need, oh I need a cut. I got a, a party to go to. Hey bro, I'm sorry, I ain't got nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? That, I ain't, I'm booked the, up. That be the name of the game, and I want people to get on board and understand that the service industry tipping is essential. Like I get it, it's your choice, but you wouldn't want somebody you do, do work for somebody and then they don't you know appreciate it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Break bread, and I'm gonna break bread with you back because fair exchange ain't no robbery. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I you know I have one other question for you, friend. What's that? Um, I was trying. You know, I've been watching your story. You know, I be I'm newsy. I'm all into everything, and right, I had right. seen that you was doing this. Like, I want to say it's a series or these videos where you're talking about things that bothers you. <laughs> yeah. As a barber. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, how did you get to the point where you was like, you know, I have this platform, right? I have this page. Let me tell these people to stop doing this. Like, what what made you decide to share? Like, y'all fucking it up, and here's how you fucking it up. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Um, I'm going to tell you, because I'm not the most tech-savvy person and shit like that. So, you know, I, I people got, like, the kids that grew up with Instagram... I saw the inception of Instagram. So Instagram to the kids who grew up with Instagram, it's just second nature to them. Right. To me, you know, I, I'm learning every day. So I, a true story, and I'm, I'm he going to, the gentleman in this story is going to remain nameless because he doesn't sponsor the show. Okay. So, um, I had a client, and this nigga was funky. I'm talking about funky. Like, and... I would like, I would like, and he was too young to be funky. He was probably like, he was probably like, I want to say anywhere from the age of 15 to 18. And he's still in high school. And I'm like, dog, ain't no way you getting no bitches smelling like this. <laughs> but, you know, he smelled like, like you ever wash clothes, forget that they in the washing machine and they got to go to the dryer. And then like oh. two or three days later, it kind of got that little, little thing to muscle. it. Yeah, twang, you know, that, that first shot of McDonald's Sprite taste, you know what I mean? It, it hits you a little different. And um, I was like, I went, I, and I'm, I'm a Sagittarius, and I'm a full-blooded Sagittarius, so like, I've been told that I'm blunt. So in the customer service industry, you can't be as blunt as my Sagittarian ways would have me be. Um. <laughs> So I would I would try to like you know walk him into what I was hitting that I'd be like hey man did you walk here because he went to Middletown he went to Middletown High and um I was like hey bro did you walk here and he'd be like nah I ain't walk here I'm like all right cool he ain't so so he, so I'm writing it down I'm like so the nigga ain't walk here all right so did you did you have gym the last period did you have gym today PE He's like, nah, cuz I ain't had gym. Uh, so the nigga didn't have gym. Okay. I, I don't know what it could be. I don't know. And if and it got so bad to the point where I was like, is this nigga homeless? <laughs> like <laughs> not the homeless. So I was like, you know, I was like, hey, um, I was like, I I I I I found a way to softly say to him he needed to like fuck with some antiperspirant. <laughs> so <laughs> I said to him, 
I said, hey, man, do you, like, use natural deodorant or do you, like, use, like, regular deodorant deodorant? And he was like, um, I don't know, sometimes, you know what I mean, I switch it up or I might just uh, hit myself with a few hits of the spray deodorant, whatever, whatever. I was like, listen, my nigga, I say, you need some, like, Mitchum deodorant. <laughs> and that's dating myself because Mitchum back in the day, that's Yo. like for old niggas, like forty plus niggas know what Mitchum is. You know, you you know what? But my stepdad, shout out to Rochester, he used to wear Mitchum, and like that nigga, you don't smell Rochester ever. Rochester play a full game of basketball. Mitchum that strong. Yeah, and it lasts for days. For and it lasts for days. So, um, you know what I mean? I was like, man, you, you need to look into some anti- stronger antiperspirant. He was like, oh, I stink. I was like, nigga, you don't smell yourself? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is you talking about? I stink. Like, nigga. Like, he he was so bad, like, it, it would get into my cape. And then, like, the next client be like, you fart? I'm like, no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga before you is humming. He's on a stack. And um, I would have to hit my cape with like some Febreze, and um, before my next client, because you know you can't be throwing no nah, because no, that's no, not us. That's not yeah. us. No. So um, I he kept we had that conversation, and then um, he graduated, and then it, the smell had stopped. But then after he graduated high school, the smell kind of came back, and I was like, "What the fuck is up with you, bro?" So at that point. I had just personally got fed up with this shit, and I I took it to the gram, and um, I I, I wanted to call the segment um client etiquette one on one, aka stop that shit, and um I love it. I'll be honest, it's, it's a composition of various uh, uh topics that I know that your barber is scared to say to you. You know what I'm saying? And me being, and it's an unapologetic Sagittarian way of me getting my shit off because you know sometimes you know um people just don't know you know what i mean right and you know uncomfortable conversations can sometimes allow uh undesirable behavior to continue and um you know people duck uncomfortable conversations a lot and you know i just wasn't going so i said you know what if i i didn't built up my thing um to where it's at now, I'm in a space where if I lose a couple clients off this, if you feel like the shoe fits, wear that motherfucker. You know, know what I mean? Because I'm gonna get somebody else. Because I'm gonna get somebody else that ain't funky. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, we we touch a lot of different topics from like hygiene to um to uh, you know, what I mean, uh, proper etiquette, like far as like don't look at me while I'm getting a haircut or don't constantly be checking the mirror. You know, I even help parents who have kids, you know, you know, uh, you, you micromanaging me by standing like I'm too talking close. about too close. You, you, my shadow ain't even got enough room. You so close. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, we just, we just trying to help, you know, the community be a better community. It's the work that's needed. I'm gonna be honest with you because I've I've really been enjoying it because I'm a single mom and you know my son. You've cut my son's hair before. Yeah, shout out to Cam. Shout oh. out to Cam. The barber shop is such is such a oh such that's it's how a I feel about dynamic. it. It's a unique dynamic. That's just how I feel about it. 
fool about it. <laughs> and I just love how honest you are because I think those are the conversations that barbers and even hairstylists need to start having. Um, considering that you guys deal basically with people's hygiene, right? right. And customer service. Right. Um, and it just tied back around to what we, you know, what we talk about on this podcast any other time, which is mental health, right? You have people that come to you that may be depressed or going through something and they telling you about it like you want to hear, you don't. But yeah. you know what I mean? a lot of that we need but to have conversation. We take it. I tell everybody your barber is your uh is your tastemaker, he your therapist, he gonna tell you what's moving and shaking on the week, where to go. Um, you know, sport we you wanna talk sports. You want to talk Love and Hip Hop, Ratchet TV, you know, what new shows, what new series, television series, what new movies, all that shit. It's a lot of different hats we got to wear. And we wear them proudly, especially if you're a good barber and you care about your clients. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wasn't a nigga who uh, is into boxing real heavy. Like, I know the big names of what's going on or whatever, whatever. You know, you know if Floyd Mayweather's fighting right. because it's. It's Floyd Mayweather, you know, or Javante Davis. You know, it's pink. You know what's happening. But I got a client. He's into boxing. And um, he be asking me about other less, you know, known-name boxers, you know, uh, boxers that don't have that same sex appeal or, you know, sexy name and big in the flashing lights. And I had to educate myself to that because he wants to carry this conversation, and that's part of the service. So, you know what I mean? When people be like, oh, you charge this, that, and the third. Yes, because I'm providing a service. That man sits in my chair, and we have a discussion. He gets a haircut. He gets his hair washed. And he lays whatever's on his mind at that time on the table, and we're going we're gonna to get to it. And um, I didn't know about none of these lower-level uh, 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 boxers, but now I do, and I have a good understanding on it. And when he comes, he'd be like, hey, man, did you see Earl Spence uh, Jr.? Like, yeah, yeah, I saw him against such and such. And we bust it up. I don't want to be in a space where it's like, nah, who that? And then the conversation goes dead and it's just, you know, dead air. Awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's awkward. So, you know, it's just many hats that we got to wear. And if you're really about this craft and you understand that these people at the end of the day, yeah, a lot of motherfuckers be like, oh, I'm a boss. I'm bossed up. But at the end of the day, if these people stop fucking with me, man, I'm done for you. So, you know, I appreciate all my clients and I do what's necessary for, for, for you know, the uh, energy to be reciprocated. Because, again, fair exchange ain't no robbery. It definitely ain't. I have absolutely can attest to um, this man's services. I just wish he wasn't located in Middletown. Oh, well, let me give you uh, exclusive. Let me give you exclusive. I might be coming to Newcastle, y'all. <laughs> Don't say I that. Might, I might be coming to Newscastle. I got some things in the works, man. Um, you know, we're gonna see how we're gonna see how it go. We're gonna see how it go. If these numbers, if these numbers come back looking how I need them to look. Like I said, I'm always about the money. So if these numbers come it's back looking how I need them to look. Cut out. Come on back. There we go. You not closer. Well, yeah. Um, but you know, I guess a final thought. What would be your Jerry Springer final thought that you need people to know and that you feel like is important? 
About barbering? About anything, barbering or yourself or whatever. I'm gonna do one bar. Can I do two? Do you? All right, all right. Um, you know, um, I'm gonna do two. Um, one barber specific because that was the topic, and you know what I mean. I am a barber. Um, I want y'all to understand um something when it comes to uh pricing. I know in the black community, like damn, forty fifty dollars, um, for a haircut. It's the it's the market readjusting itself. Take this example. Take this, and this is a real life example. Take this example into accountability. Through 1990, through about early 2000s, uh, the haircut was anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars. Now, let's say from let's say just using you know uh, throw out numbers here, um, uh, 1997 to 2007. That's a two. That's a that's a 10 year gap, and let's say the highest. Uh, on average, on the majority average, the highest adult haircut was $20, 25 you know, with tip, okay? Now, that's a 10-year span that there was that there was no increase in pay, you know what I'm saying? Right. And there was an increase in rent, there's an increase in the economy, inflation, gas, all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? But yet there isn't an increase in that price, in that, in that, in that price. So barbers were being told just cut more people, you know what I'm saying? And now you come to a, a, a situation where barbers are now overworked, you see what I'm saying? Because they're trying to, they're chasing the money because they're scared to go up on their price because they think they're going to lose people and, and or there's going to be a big revolt about them going up 5 or $10. Right. So now we get to a space where, you know what I mean, just like anything in the world, everything evolves. You know what I'm saying? We started out with the wheel as cavemen. Now we have electric cars. The price just justifies that by the evolution. Um, the quality of services, th- too. Exactly, and the quality of services. So the same thing with barbering, man. Um, you know what I mean? The things that they were doing in 96 and the way phase looked in 93 is not the same things that we're currently doing in today's market. So the price reflects it. Um, and also if the price was going up yearly, even by a dollar, let's say, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, even by a dollar from 2007 to 2017, you know, if, if if haircuts was twenty five, you know, and then by two thousand seventeen, a dollar a dollar raise a year, you know, what I'm saying, boom, you're that's an additional ten dollars. Looking at thirty five dollars in two thousand seventeen. So this is this is the market bearing what it's worth because back then barbers were so like it was like. It was like almost like folklore of a motherfucker was to raise their price. Like, why is he doing that? Is he trying to like price himself out of the game? Whether he don't want to cut hair or something. Now there were pockets of people of barbers who were charging, you know, greater amounts back then, but they had specialty tags along with their name. Like, oh, I'm a celebrity barber because I cut Steve Harvey hair, or yeah. you know, I, you know, I grew up with um. You know, uh, Allen Iverson. So I shape him up. You know, I'm a celebrity barber. I'm a, I'm a barber to the stars. All right, cool. So you know, they getting fifty dollars stuff like that back then. But now, you know, the market is just finally catching up to the skill level 
into the where it's supposed to be currently. So um, people be like, you know, saying like little shit, slick shit like, oh, I remember when cuts was $5, $2. How am I able, honestly ask yourself, how am I able as a grown man to survive off a haircut being $5 a person and I have rent to pay where rent is now for a two-bedroom, two-bath, 2300 You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about, sir? That sounds like, crazy. You sound dumb. Like, make it make sense. Like, get out of it. The 90s are over, Jermaine. The 90s are over. Okay? They're done. It's get really out though. of the 90s. We thought that's 30 years ago, baby. 30 years it's, ago. It's 30 years ago. You think I'm not supposed to have a raise in 30 years of a craft? That's are wild. Are you serious? Are you serious? Wild. So you know, um, I would just like to, uh, to 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 close that you know that myth out. Like, stop thinking that this is ninety two. Like, and you remember when? You know, I also remember when f- fucking like cigarettes was five dollars a pack. Now they twenty dollars a pack. Like, y'all y'all don't tell Newport to come down on their prices or they draw. Don't. You don't even ask me. You don't even think to ask Newport. It's like okay, I right. gotta have it. I'm gonna pay it. Exactly. So you know what I mean. Stop. Stop with the with the with the hemming and hawing about you know evolution, bro. And at the end of the day, like I tell them, motherfucker, you know, well you can go somewhere else because they quick to tell you. Well, I know a barber in the city that cut. Well, take your ass up there. You were supposed because, to be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, God bless, brother. Tell the nigga I said hi. God bless. You know, um, and uh, one thing I would say about me is, man. Um, I'm currently in a space of like no, I'm I'm not letting nothing dis- disrupt the peace that I've built. Don't be afraid to get to to, to let motherfuckers go. Okay. Like you gotta let these people go because there's a lot of people in the world. Yes, seven something billion people in the world, but it's only one you. And I know that sounds cliche, but the the likelihood of the people that come in contact with you that don't appreciate you and your energy and what you have to offer, they're not going to find it in another, because they'll never see the seven other billion people. So you are sometimes a prisoner to your demographic and to your area. So if you know that, you know what I mean? You might find one other nigga like me, you know, you, that's, that's part of your power and don't be afraid to just disconnect, man, protect your peace. Set your, I, I got this from my friend, Miss Corinne, <laughs> she she always let me know. She keep me dialed in, y'all. You okay. know what I'm saying? Them readings, no, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. Them, them readings keep me dialed in. She say, had them respect your healthy boundaries. Please. And um, ever okay. since she she just, she dropped that jewelry on me that I can't wear, I'd be quick to tell a motherfucker, you got to bounce. Like, Absolutely you going against, It's cut. It's cut. You going against what we stand for right now. We just can't have that currently because what we building and what we on right now, you know what I'm saying? Because I'll never be 26 again. I'll never be 21 again. I'll never be 19 again. So, you know what I mean? We got the, we, we, we doing what we doing for right now and for tomorrow. So, you know what I mean? Anybody that's going against that, it just can't be around to enjoy tomorrow. And um, never, 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 you know, you'd be like, oh, damn, you know, I know this motherfucker, he my day one, 20 something years. People grow and they people grow, grow apart and you should grow. And you know what I mean? Sometimes you grow apart. You know what I mean? It ain't saying, oh, it's beef or you got to have 
you know, issues with that motherfucker. It's just that, hey, man, you going somewhere that I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. And be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Just Trust be okay it. with that. Trust, Trust it. it. And you'll be, it, it get hard at first. Don't get me wrong. Corinne, no, she done had to, t- she done, she done had to talk me <laughs> off the ledge plenty of times. I'm, I'm always talking like, about friend off the ledge because I listen, know, I know. She be like, fuck that bitch. Let her go. <laughs> I be like, ah, but I love this bitch. No, no, <laughs> She's like, no, she don't love way. you. She don't love you how you need to be loved. I be like, and then no lie, hand to God, hand to the man. Sure enough, that person will show you uh, their true colors. And when that motherfucker show you their true colors, believe them the first time. Because we all love the big age of knowing what's right, what's wrong, what's stupid, and what's smart. So don't let nobody trick you out your spot. I know it's a crazy world we live in where everybody got an agenda or it feel like everybody got a hidden agenda. And I blame most of that on social media. But, Absolutely. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, call people to the carpet and make them stand on, 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 on what they're about or what they claim they're about. Because I want that from my people as well. I'm fucking up. Call me on it. And if we can fix the situation, let's fix it. But don't let me just be out here wilding. And don't and let looking nobody... looking crazy. Yeah, looking crazy. Don't let nobody wild on you. Because at the end of the day, when you woke up, bro, you put one foot on the floor... After the other, just like them. So, you know what I mean? The, I, I personally want to say thank you to Corinne for, you know what I mean, helping me get through some some areas where, you know, we all need assistance. We all need yeah. assistance. We all need friends. And, you know what I mean, Corinne has been a genuine friend, a genuine person, and that's real shit. I absolutely love Christine. Um, I just need y'all to know, this really my friend for real. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate him. And I think he's right. People have to stand on what they said if you said it you said it okay you can't go back try to explain it you said it it's okay um but i'm proud of the growth that he's definitely shown and has been through over the years because i've been watching because i've known because since high school so like high school chs i've seen the vibe vibe. (laughs) i've seen the growth um so i appreciate you for coming on today i'm just like i just love it here that's all i appreciate you having me Shout out to the farmers market. Shout out to Korean and stuff. Y'all doing y'all thing. Thank hey. you, friend. Thank you. Um, so in the description, you'll be able to um follow Kasim and everything he got going on. And maybe you can get you a cut. I don't know. He stay booked. That's all I want to say. I don't, I don't know. God is good. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're gonna be able to get on the books, but you can try. You and can please try. use the link. Don't try to DM, don't try to text. People pay for these links. I'm going on a tangent. People pay for mm-hmm. these links. Preach on it. And these books and these scheduling things. And y'all be trying to DM and call and text them to death. Use the link. Preach, preach, preach. Jesus. You know what I mean? We're going to go. But, you know, like I said, I appreciate you for coming on. I hope the audience absolutely takes you. I know they will because why not? Why not? Um, Duh, dummy. This, exactly. Like, why not? And they're going to follow you because hey. why not? Wow. Um, But you guys will hear this next week. And Cassine, I, again, appreciate you for coming on. The people is going to come follow you and see what you got going on. Okay? I, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Everybody stay blessed. Stay safe. And remember what Dolph would want you to do. What would Dolph do? He would want you to get you some money. Always, always remember. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Peace.